This is Tips from the Top Floor, episode 915 for August the 31st, 2022. Tips from the top. Hello out there. How's it going, everyone? Yes, we have a new episode of Tips on the Top Floor for you. With, <laughs> with again, a bit of an AI slant. And there's a good reason for that. Because, yes, it will... It's it's already changing things in a, I believe, dramatic fashion. Anyway, let's uh, start this with a piece of news that I recently came across. It does not, has nothing to do with AI but uh, has more to do with uh, sensor technology. I want to talk about the Foveon sensor. If you if you have a, a digital camera, there's a very good chance your camera does not have a Foveon sensor, but a Bayer sensor, which is, uh, if you take a microscope to the sensor and look at it, all the pixels, the red, green, and blue pixels for the different channels are next to each other. So they lie in the same plane and uh, in are, are separated in a so-called Bayer array. And that Bayer array will then be taken uh, will then be taken by uh, deep mosaicing process, and all those different colors will be interpolated into the color pixels that you then see as a picture. And that has been kind of the norm. Uh, there are a few others that uh, other sensors that have uh, again have the colors in the same plane next to each other um, and. Then, but they 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 sort them in a bit of a different way, and then there's the foveon sensor uh, by Sigma. They had uh, the idea of building a digital sensor that would work similar to film. And if you look at color film, then the different colors are in layers on top of each other, it's like like uh, sheets of paper, and. So you'd have a red and a green and a blue layer on top of each other that would then, the the, the, the light would pretty much go through those layers. And um, that has a few advantages, a few very big advantages. For example, you wouldn't have uh, any moray, any color moray um, at all. It's not possible. That would mean you wouldn't have to use an anti-aliasing filter as you, as you have kind of, well, not have to, but it's advantageous if you do this for a Bayer array, which then reduces the sharpness of the image. And Foveon can uh, bring very good color sharpness uh, despite not having as many pixels. Um, the drawback is that uh, the, it lacks a bit in low light performance. So um, Sigma, I think SD9, SD10, 14, 15 uh, had or have the Foveon sensor. But that whole thing went kind of, well, it fell a bit asleep. It went a bit dormant over the last years. Um, and it turns out that, uh, I didn't know that, I just found out um, that uh, Sigma didn't develop that sensor themselves. They had cooperation uh, with, uh, with someone else who did that for them. And it seems they uh, underestimated the complexity of that sensor. And that's what slowed it down. And uh, that's why in February of this year, Sigma took over the responsibility and the development. So um, there was an interview with uh, Sigma CEO, and he said that they are now almost done with a prototype of a new version. We're talking full frame format. And uh, I'm, I'm happy to hear that that is going ahead because... 
I was I was always a fan of the idea of the Fovion sensor because yeah, th this really brings you closer to some of the major advantages of film, and you know what I think about film. So yeah, that's pretty cool. So Fovion alive and kicking, awesome. Uh, here's a piece of news that we've had. Um, well, it's, it's not new. It's not new. It's been out a few months already, but I think it's still relevant and it has to do with X-ray technology. Now, what we're looking at in X-ray is, uh, well, first of all, you have to take a picture of someone's <laughs> someone's uh, innards um, with the X-ray technology and then you have a person who needs to interpret that photo. And yes, it's a photo. It's... Uh, uh, the old X-rays went on film. Now, now it's digital, but it's still a photo, and uh, the, the, the yeah, human has to interpret that. A human has to look at it and, and and tell you that oh, this is here's the broken bone, here's uh, cancer, here's whatever you um, are trying to see, and that has turned out to not always be the right thing because humans make mistakes, and apparently an AI now makes less mistakes than humans. And that is, um, that's a cancer screening software that looks at um, x-rays in the EU and is officially now um, registered and allowed to screen those x-rays before any human sees them. So the system screens... Um, I, th I think it's a thorax um, x-rays and they're looking for lung cancer and that kind of stuff. And uh, the system now decides, and it's better than any human could be, decides if a picture is okay or if a human needs to look at it. So all the okay x-rays are never seen by a human. It, the, the humans now have the task to only look at pictures that the uh, that, that that AI deems um, worthy of a human to look at, and then the the experts will. It pretty much means the experts don't have to look at a million pictures, but only at a few thousand pictures. So um, that is a pretty good step forwards because it really turns out it is better than what humans could do. So judging pictures for things like cancer hey i'm all for it all right a quick step back i just recently came across a video i've seen i've seen snippets of that in the past pieces of that but never in never the the whole video um you know me i'm a great fan of good engineering of good design of um of things like that and the polaroid sx70 uh is one of those objects. I have one. I've uh, used it. It's the folding Polaroid camera um, from, I think it's the early 70s. I think the SX-70 um, has something to do with the year when it came out. So anyway, um, it was, it was at, at the time, it was a revolutionary device because it really defined instant photography for entire generations. And... The video that I want, the, the the film that I want to uh, point you towards is, well, it's it was produced by Charles and Ray Eames. If you have heard of 
um, the Eames chairs. They are famous for for that and other things. Uh, but they also did film production, and they produced a wonderful film introducing the SX-70 and its technology. And uh, the whole thing is out on YouTube. And <laughs> I watched it with a big smile because... It's not not only does it really show well how that camera comes together, the aesthetics of the camera, the internals of the camera, the engineering of the camera, which is fascinating. Um, no, it's also really well produced. Charles and Ray Eames are we're really good at doing that. So it's a joy not just for its content, but for the package as well. So I highly recommend looking at that. Link is, of course, in the show notes. All right, let's get to the main topic here, stable diffusion. I talked about it last time, uh, last week, but we need to talk about it again because things are happening. So um, uh, stable diffusion is like DALI, but it's open source. Um, so where where your access to OpenAI's DALI is paid on a per-use basis, on a per-token basis, um, you can now pretty much download the trained stable diffusion models for free and you can use them in your commercial so software or you can run them on your own gpu if, if it's good enough and within only the first week of the release of those models um things are exploding uh, this is the title of this episode, a Cambrian explosion of sorts uh, of creative tools. So let's let's have a quick look. I'm just going through a list I found online. Um, someone curated that. The official release was in September 22. On day one, the, there was Dream Studio Beta. This is the official site, paid for um, service. But uh, then the model also was integrated with Hugging Face, which is an AI website, um, there were already on the first day several UIs for it of various um, um, quality. And apparently someone even forked the model and made it compatible with the Apple M1 chip, which has a neural processing unit or several built in. Uh, haven't tried it. Haven't tried it. Uh, day two. That was only day one. Day two brought image to image, which is a part of the model, but it was never exposed. So... Um, that allows users to translate pictures into other pictures. Like you will, you, you see the examples of someone doing a really crude drawing, like a children's drawing of something in MS Paint, and then uh, makes that into a complex photo with stunning quality. It is, it is mind-boggling. Um, we also saw a, on the second day we saw a Discord bot that allows you to integrate uh, stable diffusion into any Discord and a Windows user interface as well uh third day brought um stable diffusion animations so someone managed to to use that to do animation work uh, also a plugin to integrate uh stable diffusion into figma workflows and lexica art which is in which is a stable diffusion prompt search engine because you know it's all about prompt building and uh yeah that's <laughs> That's very helpful if you want to learn that thing. Um, on to day four. Day four brought uh, stable diffusion in painting, which means you can erase parts of uh, a picture and have stable diffusion fill in the blanks. That was one of the flagship features of DALI. Um, now stable diffusion does it as well. Uh, also another couple of new user interfaces, uh, a collage maker for Artbreeder. 
And then day five, Friday brought uh, the announcement of Alpaca, which is a Photoshop plugin. So that will allow you to plug Stable Diffusion into Photoshop. Um, also someone, uh, it, it, the, the GPUs for Stable Diffusion are NVIDIA GPUs, but someone found out how to make it work on an AMD GPU and then were more UIs. We also got a Stable Diffusion integration into GIMP. Uh, an open Vino integration. I have no idea what Vino, what what open Vino is, and an integration to Blender, the 3D um, software. And that was just a list of things someone personally curated. So that definitely missed out on a lot of other things that also happened. And uh, yeah, I have never seen such an amount of enthusiasm over a new tool since. Uh, but pretty much since the early days of the web, that was that was the Cambrian explosion for me when the web was young and um, people were uh, beginning to explore what it's possible. This one looks like well similar to that, but uh, but uh, times hundred or something. And <clears throat> we know that the web has changed things fundamentally, so yeah, the, we can only extrapolate from there. Uh, my personal prediction is that we'll see uh, Stable Diffusion show up in in a lot of our creative apps in, in one way or another within weeks or months. I've already seen it pop up in at least one or two uh, iPhone apps. Um, yeah. The side effects... I don't even dare guess now at this point. You know, I mean, you know my stance. I I try to have a balanced view. I see both sides, the the glorious utopia. And then, of course, there's also dystopian vibes as well. Um, at this point, personally, I'm leaning more towards the positive, though. But that really is going to mean change. So um, I linked the article, the list in the show notes, if you're inclined to dig into some of that stuff, it's not all super polished. It's not all um, easy point and click kind of things. For some of those, you have to run uh, a Google Colab uh, notebook and that kind of stuff. Um, more on the developer side still. But hey, um, if you're inclined to do these things, have a look, play with it. <laughs> the model is open source. If you have a GPU that is good enough, then uh, run it on your own GPU. Um, I haven't had the time to really dig into that and make that work here. I'm also on the Mac, which complicates things because uh, I don't have an NVIDIA GPU here. But anyway, it's all a matter of time. Um, Apple Silicon is being investigated and so on. So we'll see. I'm I'm really excited about all this and that was it for this episode of tips on the throttle thank you so much for listening thanks for being subscribed I'm very happy that you're here no feedback for this episode, but you can leave feedback for the show at tfttf.com slash hi. That's tfttf.com slash hi. And that includes you writing something or recording a voicemail, attaching a file for me, um, and so on. tfttf.com slash hi.
follow tips from the top floor on Twitter at TFTTF photo. That's TFTTF P H O T O. And of course, if you can, please support the show at Patreon. Your continued support is making all the difference. I'm I'm really happy for your support. And uh, yeah, it's at tfttf.com slash Patreon. That's tfttf.com slash Patreon. All right, go out and take amazing photos or make amazing art with Stable Diffusion. Be extra nice to each other. And as always, happy shooting. <laughs> <laughs>